On today's Prep Rally podcast, we will recap Charleston's big Class 3A state football championship win, and we'll also talk a little hoops. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. All right, all right. This is the Prep Rally Podcast, and I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple and Leland Barclay today as we bring you the holiday edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. We're going to talk a little football, going to talk a little basketball, and maybe talk a little signing day coming up next week. So let's talk football first. Leland, you were down in Little Rock a little longer than maybe you thought you were going to be on Saturday. You had some weather issues uh, in between, or actually during the 4A state championship game uh, with Harding Academy and Malvern. Had about a three or four little hour little siesta there. Uh, and then they finally came back, got that game finished. And then the uh, 3A football state championship, Charleston and Boonville didn't kick off Leland till what, almost 9 o'clock? It was 8.30, exactly 8.30 when they kicked off. So two hours late. Wow. Wow. So uh, the 4A game, Leland, that was, I mean, that that was the best game of, of of all the championship games, wouldn't you say, as far as back and forth? Yes. Um, in fact, the it went Harding Academy, Malvern, Harding, Malvern, Malvern, Harding, Malvern, Harding, Harding, Malvern, back and forth. <laughs> it was 36 to 32 at that point in the second quarter. Yeah. In the second quarter. Uh, and then Malvern, that started Malvern on a five-touchdown streak, and they ended up putting it away 64-39. But it was, it was a very entertaining game. Uh, the second most yards ever put up in a state championship behind mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the big Greenwood PA 56-55 game in right. 2009. Right. Uh, and 75 points scored in the first half, which was the most ever in a state championship game. So it was a very entertaining game. There were two different rain delays, storm delays, lightning delays, whatever you want to call them. In fact, it was kind of funny. They played six minutes, and then the lightning came, so they sent, cleared the stands, sent the teams into the locker rooms. After about an hour, they brought them back. Stands, the fans were coming back into the stands. The teams had just finished warming up, and a big old thunder clap. So there they went back into the, you know, cleared everything again. So after that, they got that game over with, and they had announced that the 3A game was going to start uh, pretty late, and it ended up kicking off at exactly 8.30. Wow. Um, so uh, Malvern wins the 4A state championship the, the new 4A with no Shiloh Christian, no, no Joe T uh, out of the picture. And uh, so uh, good to see some new teams in there uh, playing and you know, mixing it up in 4A. And uh, congratulations to the Malvern Leopards on winning uh, the 4A state championship. That moved us to Saturday night's main event for us, Boonville and Charleston, part two. Well, you know, it's funny, you know, Alma Van Buren kicked off the high school season in the state of Arkansas on a hot summer Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night, and the River Valley teams, Charleston, Boonville, uh, ended it on a stormy night in, in December. Yeah. And it was, um, you know, it was funny because, you know, we, we know that Boonville had nine players missing from that first game when they played during the regular season. Right. Including five defensive starters, including a 2,000-yard rusher right. for Boonville. Right. So, you know, we didn't know really how this game uh, would play out. It, it did not play out like any of us thought. 
uh, because Charleston controlled this game. I think they were bound and determined. It was kind of funny when I talked to them during the week. Boonville's that attitude was kind of, you know, hey, we've got our team back. Uh, we're ready to go. Yeah. Charleston's attitude was a very subdued, although confident. Um, I, I think really they were bound and determined to show Boonville and, and to let everybody know that, uh, you know, they still won that first game. Yeah. And they're still the outright conference champions. Correct. And they, they were still a pretty good team, too. So they were kind of, I think, determined to, to show that that game um, really um, – you know, that they were not going to let that first game and the fact that Boonville didn't have any players affect that second game, and they did. It was a a very dominating defensive performance by Charleston in the first half. Charleston gave up on four possessions. Uh, Boonville had four possessions in the first half. Charleston gave up 60 rushing yards on 21 attempts, including seven or including five yards on seven carries in the second quarter. Wow. Well, I was watching the game. Uh, Arkansas PBS uh, televised all of the championship games. I saw Boonville had a promising drive that got into Charleston territory there in the first quarter, had a couple of penalties that moved them back, and uh, Charleston put the clamps on them. And uh, that was really, for a while, Boonville's only serious scoring threat for a good long while in that game. Yeah, into the fourth quarter. And, yeah. and to put Charleston's defensive performance in that first half into perspective, Boonville ended up finishing with 5,955 rushing yards for the season, right. which is a single-season state record for any classification. That's right. the most rushing yards any team has ever had in a season. Right. So this was, by all accounts, statistically the best rushing team in the history of Arkansas high school football, and they had 60 yards on 21 plays against Charleston's defense the first half. Wow. Well, then that that was huge because Boonville, although they did have 200 yards passing in a playoff game uh, a couple weeks ago, they are a team that that you you get them in a two or three touchdown hole. It's hard for them to come back out of because uh, because of the clock. You know, the clock is ticking, and it's hard to uh, you know run uh, you know and run yourself back from a three-touchdown deficit, and that's what happened. Is uh, Number one, Charleston's uh, defense played lights out, and number two, the Charleston offense uh, seemed to find ways to make big plays and keep the chains moving. Also made a couple of big plays in special teams um, that I saw. There was a, a terrific uh, uh, fourth-down play in which they threw up a pass over the top, and I, I don't know his name, Leland, number 21, made a, a tremendous catch um, to keep a drive alive. And also that same young man recovered what could have been a disastrous punt for Charleston uh, in wet, you know, kind of wet conditions and a little bit of rain falling. Uh, the Charleston punter tried to catch a, a wobbly short kick, and it got away from him. But 21 for Charleston was there to recover it for his team and, and, uh, and keep possession for his team when it could have been different in that game. That was uh, – number 21 was Bryson Kendricks, and it was a um... – you know, Charleston was up 7 and nothing, and then they were driving again. This was early second quarter, and they had a fourth down. Yeah. They did a fake punt, which, uh, you know, Brandon Scott was in punt formation, the quarterback, and he he threw a, uh, a pass to Bryson Kendricks, who went up and made a he's, – he's right-handed, but he made a – a leaping one-handed left-handed catch incredible to play. keep that drive around yeah. uh, uh, alive which Charleston scored on yes, to go up did. 14 to nothing yes 
the turning point of the game, obviously, was late in the first half. Charleston scored on a one-yard run by Brandon Scott with 21 seconds left to go in the first half to go up 21 to nothing. And then they forced a fumble on the ensuing kickoff that Reese Marishka recovered. On the next play, Scott hit Brighton Ketter on a 20-yard touchdown pass, and just like that, it was 28 to nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's that four-touchdown deficit is, was just huge. Uh, well, congratulations to Ricky May, uh, one of our favorite coaches uh, in this area, uh, and the Charleston Tigers. And if I read this right, Ricky has won a state championship as a player, as an assistant coach, and now as a head coach. Yes, he won it in 1986 as a sophomore running back for the Boonville Bearcats under Doug Scheel. Uh, they went back to the state championship game in 88, his senior year. They lost to McGee. And then in 2013 and 18, he was an assistant at Boonville when they won state champions. And, of course, now he's a head coach. So uh, kind of the – the, the trifecta, the triple crown of uh, state championships for uh, for somebody for sure. Now, let's not shed a lot of tears here for Boonville because they will have Dax Goff coming back next year, a 2,000-yard rusher, uh, probably got some other weapons coming back. But Boonville will be right back in the middle of all of this again next year. Uh, and so they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be good again. Uh, Charleston, major, major props to Brandon Scott, their three-year starter at quarterback. Um, he, he led them to the championship. Um, he's been a big-time athlete at Charleston, a basketball player, a football player. He will graduate in May, and I know there are a lot of coaches in the 3A1 going, I want to buy that kid a graduation gift so he does not come back. Well, in, in several different sports. You yeah. know, he finished fifth in the golf tournament after just picking up clubs not too long ago. <laughs> he will score um, – He'll go out, I expect, possibly before Christmas. He may have his, you know, he may have a 40-point game in basketball. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's an incredible athlete. Uh, just just the, a typical Charleston Tiger, uh, you know, excels in, in, in every, pretty much everything he does. And, and uh, uh, congratulations. He's all, all just a great kid, too. You know, you're not just a great athlete. He's a great kid. And, uh, you know, the kids from both those communities, uh, they are uh, – you know, the super kids, small-town school kids that, that uh, give it everything they got. Absolutely. It was, um, you know, it was kind of a dream matchup for us in this area, uh, you know, having a Boonville-Charleston uh, game for the state championship because, you know, we've, we've you know, ever since we've started covering sports, we've known about Charleston and Boonville. And to get a matchup like that in the state championship game is just a um, it's a it's a dream come true, really. And uh, keep in mind too, Boonville won what three three road playoff games to get to the championship game. Charleston won a big big road playoff game, and really, when I knew when Charleston beat Ryzen and shut them out um, in the semifinals, when Charleston did that, I'm like, okay, this this. Uh, I, I'm discounting the previous game with Boonville, throwing that out the window because of the player suspensions in that game. Charleston's defense is playing at a level right now that's going to be hard to beat, and they they proved it again in the state championship game. Absolutely. They gave up at one point. They had given up their varsity defense, had given up two touchdowns in five games, um, and they, they had 11 mercy rules in their last four. 12 games. In fact, the only one that wasn't a mercy rule was the 27 to nothing win at Ryzen. So 11 mercy rules 
out of their 12 games after that non-conference loss to Nashville, which now we look back at those non-conference games because it's odd. Boonville and Charleston both lost on the same night, yeah. both at home in non-conference play. But Boonville's loss was to Harding Academy, yep. which played for a state championship. Yep. Charleston's non-conference loss was to Nashville, which was in the semifinals of the 4A uh, state playoffs. So how about those two schools, too, for going out and scheduling those type games in non-conference? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hate that, that you know, Rick fires in here because this would be when I'd say, Rick, what was it about Boonville and Charleston? They ain't scared. Exactly. They ain't scared. They will play, and Boonville's proven that. Charleston's proved it. Boonville's proved it by going into Texas and playing some really good teams in Texas in the past couple of years. So they will line up. I believe. What, is, what did the Doc Crowley say, Leland? Anytime, any place, anywhere, or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah, they had a game canceled because of COVID. Uh, I guess it was two years ago, and they loaded the bus and went to Texas and yeah. played. Yeah. So props to them, and uh, of course that capped the football season for us uh, here in Northwest Arkansas and in the River Valley. Um, and uh, what a great season it was. Uh, saw a lot of really great highlights this season. Uh, saw some historic careers, uh, you know, finish up this year. Eli Wisdom at Shiloh Christian. Uh, what an epic and historic career he had as a three-year starter there. Um, and so had that going on. Uh, Kalen Morris at Fayetteville. Was, Henry was able to come back this season from a, a pretty serious injury and a car accident year before last to catch 100 passes and, and finish, you know, in the top five nationally uh, receiving, um, you know, just lots and lots. Uh, Jacob Jenkins from Rogers uh, setting a 7A West Conference rushing record uh, this year and, uh, uh, you know, so many highlights from Ty Durham over at Bentonville West and just it was just a phenomenal high school football season all the way around. Oh, no doubt. When you start looking at the entire picture, you see the the craziness of a 63-62 game, Elkins and Nashville. Yeah. Uh, an overtime showdown between Bentonville and Fayetteville. Uh, yeah. Where have we seen that one before? But yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it happens. It happens. Um, so, again, uh, you know, congratulations to all the teams, uh, you know, this season, whether they made a playoff appearance or not, just, you know, just getting out there and playing. Um, you know, and, and uh, so, but now we move on to basketball. And uh, Henry, we've uh, got a pretty big basketball event coming up this weekend over at Bentonville and Bentonville West. Uh, it will all be at Bentonville this All this at Bentonville. Year. All at Bentonville. The Hoop Hall South Classic, uh, they started it last year at Bentonville West. Well, now it moves over to Tiger Arena this year. Three nights of basketball uh, with some nationwide teams and some of the good teams from here in the state like Bentonville, Bentonville West Boys, Fayetteville Boys, Little Rock Christian Boys, Little Rock Central Boys, and then you'll see some from out of state. And we'll also, you know, it also will mark the start of conference play in the 6A West. Correct, correct. Bentonville and Bentonville West will play each other. Uh, The boys uh, is the late Friday night game. And uh, they'll play the late Friday night game. That will be the con- a con- 6A West Conference game for those two teams. Henry is supposed to tip off about 8.30. Could be a little later than that. But I'm, I'm predicting game. 9.10. 9, something like that. And then the girls, Bentonville, Bentonville West girls, they'll have their conference game the next day on Saturday at 1.30. Um, so we're getting those conference conference games uh, ticked off. Um, and then, But some, for the small schools, 
uh, some of those smaller schools have already started conference conference play. I had two thrillers last night at uh, conference play. Uh, Valley Springs hosted Flippin' in the 3A1 conference opener last night, and a kid grabbed a rebound and hit a shot with eight seconds left to give Valley Springs a 54-53 win over Flippin', and they had just opened conference play just a few miles closer to us in Kingston. Chisholm Floyd. I, I kind of like that oh, name. I like that name, Chisholm Floyd. Hey, I like you, that. You, sound, you say Chisholm Floyd, and you've got to think shooter. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, preferably like pistols or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like but, a uh, Wild West uh, gunslinger kind of a name. But he yeah. pulls up, hits a shot with nine seconds left to give Kingston a two-point win over Lead Hill in okay. a conference play. Okay. So, saw some, you know, well, I didn't – well, I actually I did went and watched the replay of – Valley Springs and flipping just to see when every time a coach sends me a score, I see a one point or two point game. First question I'm going to ask is okay, was there a last second yeah, shot that happened? won this? Yeah, yeah. But thank goodness for live streams, I knew where it was. I went and watched it, and sure enough, there it was. Pulled up and boom, knocked it down. Leland, we'll kick it over to you now. The Tournament of Champions down in Fort Smith was held last weekend. Sapalpa, Oklahoma, claimed the championship game. Uh, and that was great. The third place game, how about the Bergman girls rallying in the second half to knock off Fort Smith Northside? Well, you know, we saw that a couple of years ago with them. Uh, obviously, they're very good. A uh, lot of local flavor. Yeah. Bergman, Lamar girls, yep. Northside girls, you know, just fantastic teams and programs. And that was a great game. So Pulp is, I think, really good. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, so we so we had the tur- last weekend was tournament central going on around here, Henry. We had the tournament champions going on down in Fort Smith at Fort Smith Northside. We had the Rogers Arvest tournament going on, boys tournament over at Rogers High School. Is that mm-hmm. right? I had that one going on. We had uh, the Northwest Arkansas Classic, NWA Classic was girls games going on over at Bentonville where we had Fayetteville, Springdale Harbor, and host Bentonville, and they played. And on a rotating basis, North Little Rock, who am I missing? North Little Rock. Greenwood. Greenwood. And, and Tulsa Union. Tulsa Union. So rotated those around. North Little Rock went 3-0 and in the in the Classic. Bentonville went 2-1. and um, And so some pretty good girls games. I know North Little Rock, uh, defending state champions in Class 6A, and Henry, they look pretty good again. You know, they have won – six games in Northwest Arkansas over an 11-day span because they played in the Great 8 tournament over at Rogers Heritage. Won that one. Come back and won that. After the Saturday game against Bentonville, I went up to Daryl Fimple. I said, hey, man, I'm hearing a rumor. You're going to move all your games up here. (laughs) And he he laughed. He said, but, you know, the state tournament is going to be here at Rogers. Right. And so he said, we did this specifically for that reason, to get acclimated up here. Yeah. Well, they've done a good job with it. Um, so just some great and great basketball going on. We also had the battle at the Ridge over at Pea Ridge. Uh, Henry, that was the uh, that was Bergman and County Line and Prairie Grove and Bergman boys, and I think they moved to what sixteen and 0, 17 and 0, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Won that County tournament. Line won it all. Won it uh, all. Beating Pea Ridge in the uh, championship game Saturday. So just uh, and you know had that one going on and and uh, just just lots of great basketball. And, of course, conference play, like Henry mentioned a while ago, will kind of get kicked off this week with Bentonville, Bentonville West, and then it kicks off in full, full next week. 
yeah, it, you'll have some uh, games on Tuesday night and Thursday night next week. Yep. And even not even the 6A West, but the 4A1 will open up yes. with conference games this weekend. I know Thursday night it's Gentry and P Ridge at P Ridge Thursday night. Friday night you get Shallow Christian and Gravit. Uh, Farmington, who I watched last Ooh. night, will go travel to Berryville. Um, yeah, that will be a good boys game. Yeah. I was very interested to see how Farmington's girls were going to react after Luke taking their first loss Saturday night up at Joplin. I think they did okay. Uh, they were they were utterly ticked off. <laughs> if you the, when you yeah when you score the game's first thirty six points, yeah that's yeah. a statement. They uh, they they wanted to come out and put that loss in the championship game up at Joplin uh, in the rearview mirror, and they did that to the tune of a thirty six zero start uh, to that game last night against Siloam Springs. Jenna Lawrence. She is every bit as good as advertised, and can do it all. You know, she can go inside and score. You know, when you're six foot three and everybody else is not near that tall, it's easy. She can just sit there all day long and just say, "Hey, feed me the ball." Yeah. No, but she likes to go out there and say, "Hey, watch this and bomb a few three pointers." Well, if that's what she'll play at the next level. She'll be a uh, she'll be a, an out on the perimeter player um, at Arkansas, um, and she uh, she she. She's worked a lot on that shot. A uh, little segue here. Um, this weekend, Sunday, our the prep rally uh, basketball preview section will come out. She's on the cover uh, of the preview section. Uh, talked to, I talked to her for a little interview, and she's talked told me about you know all the work that she put in in the off season. Uh, a uh, taking over kind of the leadership of of that team because last year you know she came in as a new new player and and uh, that was kind of Carson Dillard's team. Um, and she led them to the state championship game like a senior would. She graduated. She's gone on to play at the college level. It was Jenna Lawrence's turn to kind of take over leadership of the team, and she, she's done that. And uh, she's really, really worked hard on her game and, and trying to be more than just a back-to-the-basket player uh, because she knows at the next level she'll be a, a perimeter player. So that's, you know, it's nice to have a 6'3 girl who can step out on the three-point line and, and, and knock them down and, and also still take you, uh, you know, off, off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. So, Leland, um, we also have some coaching news going on up here. I uh, don't know if you what, uh, what's going on in the River Valley coaching news, but we've got a few coaching things up here. We've talked about uh, the Springdale Harbor uh, coaching football coaching job uh, being open after Chris Wood took a uh, has moved over into uh, athletic administration uh, for Springdale Public Schools. Uh, so they are uh, hopeful to have a new coach in place in January. That's uh, that's the the the, the uh, statement that I got. They hope to have a new coach in January. I know there's a lot of rumors you know being thrown out out there about this coach and that coach and bringing Tom Landry back from the dead and all of that. None of that's going to happen, by the way, Henry. If it does, we're talking about a whole lot different story here. If that yeah. happens. Uh, so, but anyway, I'm sure they'll get a good one. But Springdale Harbor uh, football coach, so they're endeavoring to fill that position hopefully by January. Also found out yesterday, highly successful softball coach at Rogers, Mike Harper, um, is stepping down from coaching, going to continue to be a teacher with Rogers, but he is stepping down as a coach. Hey, Drew, that's a pretty big job. It's, it's you know, I mean, Rogers has had some success in softball. Yeah. Uh, uh, granted, you know, that now that, Kent Early has built this monster in yeah. Bentonville. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, 
fallen to the wayside a little bit, but hey. What I want is Preston Early not to be the basketball coach at Rogers, but take the softball job and see those two Earlies go at it. That's what I want to see. And, and, let, and let Brian Early be the umpire. There you go. There you go. Yeah. The, the only thing that leaves me scratching my head about this is the timing. It, it is. It is kind of – you kind of wonder about it, and I'll say this too. We talked about this a little while ago uh, in another meeting I had. When you get to be our age, Henry, our age, yeah. when, when a coach steps down kind of like in January, you're like, oh, I wonder if it's health-related or whatever. Because, you know, we're – we're, you know, we're not young people anymore. I, I don't even know that that's a part of it, and I'm sure it's probably not, but it's always kind of the first thing you kind of think about is, you know, it could be a health issue, especially, you know, after losing, you know, Mike Leach this, this you know, past week with you know, the heart attack and that kind of thing. You know, once that calendar hits 60, Leland's past that calendar too, by the way. Uh, but once you once that you cross over that sixty, you know things kind of every little every little creak you have, you're like, oh, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Um, so hopefully n- none of that entered into the equation for Mike Harper. I'm sure it didn't, but you always kind of think that. Yeah, uh, he's 57. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, he's just a young guy, Leland. So he's a pup. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it, it'll be interesting to see. Does Will Rogers just, hey, hand it to the assistants and say, hey, uh, yeah. it's yours for the taking for right now. Yeah. If you want it for one year on a trial and see, you know, if you like them. Thing. Yeah. On, or if they say, no, we don't want this, how fast can they find a quality coach for yeah. this program in such short notice when, you know, basically uh, the season will start in three months? Well, you'd have to have a coach to be able to be let out of a contract. Mm-hmm. At another, if he's coaching, at he or, he or she is coaching at another school. Now, if you have someone, uh, you know, like like uh, you know, it's been an assistant coach somewhere who would have an opportunity to be a head coach, then a school might say, you know what, this is a great opportunity for you. We're going to let you out of your contract so you can take that job. You know, that you you might, you know, you might find that situation. But normally at this time. Um, you know, it's going to go to an interim, and, and who knows if that maybe maybe Mike has somebody in mind that he wanted, you know, he wants to, to to assume this job, and maybe that has something to do with it too. Like, you know, I'll I'll do this in January. That way, this person gets the job, quote unquote, interim, and gets a chance to prove themselves because I feel like they can, you know, they can take this program over. Could be that too. Yeah, you know, could be that too. Uh, so that's what we got going on with that. We also have uh, early signing day coming up. That's uh, December twenty first. Is the first day that football players can sign early um, with colleges. Um, so as of right now, Henry, the only ones in Northwest Arkansas that I know at this time who are having any kind of signings going on on the 21st are Joey Sua at Bentonville mm-hmm. and Kalen Morris at Fayetteville who's signing as a pr- preferred walk-on with Arkansas. That's the only two that I know of signing Division One with Division One programs Upcoming in the early signing period. I'm sure there's going to be others. I just don't know who me. Braden Jones of Bentonville West will sign with Central Arkansas Wednesday afternoon. UCA. So okay. yeah, yeah. Brian Pratt had already texted me on that and and said you know that will take place. Okay. Okay. Leland, have you heard of any in the River Valley who are signing? Not not at this time. No. Okay. Okay. So uh, as of course we will have coverage of those signings. Uh, as they happen, and uh, in the in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, uh, we also want to mention. I also mentioned the basketball section preview section coming out this Sunday. That that is December the seventeenth or eighteenth. 
18th. December 18th. the 18th. Uh, that's coming out. Also want to mention uh, uh, that uh, our all-Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette selections will start on the 24th with the release of our volleyball team. Then the football team will be the next day on December 25th. And then we will also honor honor athletes in cross country and uh, tennis and golf. So five uh, fall sports athletes will be honored in five fall sports. That will start in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette starting December the 24th with the release of the volleyball. Uh, so, and then Leland in the River Valley, we've already started releasing the all River Valley selections. We have released the tennis uh, last weekend. Uh, we have golf this week. I'm sorry, cross country this weekend. Uh, I think we, we've done golf, correct? Is that right? Correct. We have yes. the uh, volleyball coming up uh, for December the 25th, uh, which is Christmas Day. Will be The volleyball teams will be released, and then the football teams will be released on January 1st. That's the All River Valley, completely separate team from the All Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Um, and so we, we're honoring a lot of athletes, a lot of great athletes uh, throughout the, for their fall sports. That's coming up in the editions of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette and the River Valley Democrat Gazette. What else we got going on? Well, like you said, the uh, you know 6A West is starting up. I know you guys, uh, Bentonville and Bentonville West, or uh, girls, I think, are starting early. Uh, Southside plays two games next week, one at home, one at away. Northside plays one, and then they have the open date. Uh, and then over the uh, Christmas break, of course, the big Fort Smith Coca-Cola Classic, yes, yes, yes. which is always a good one. That's a boys' tournament. And then Bank of OZK in Ozark, yeah. that's always a big local tournament. And great hospitality food. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then also the Bill Fry Invitational oh, in Mansfield, Mansfield. Yeah. which is yeah. another one that's, uh, you know, very, very, you know, local yeah. flavor generally. So those are the three big ones, and all three of those are the 28th, 29th, and the 30th. Okay, so those are coming holiday tournaments. Also, Henry will have a Neo Show tournament coming up that same time, which is always a big tournament up here in Neosho, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, got anything else? We'll have the Gravit Christmas Classic. Okay. It will start on the 27th, and okay. during the 27th, 28th, 29th. Uh, the Lady Blackhawk Holiday Invitational will be at Pea Ridge. Pea Ridge, okay. Uh, Berryville will have its Christmas tournament. That's right, the Bobcat, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. A very traditional tournament yes. is uh, the Lyndall Thomas Classic at Harrison. Harrison, yes, yeah. So lots of good holiday basketball tournament coming up. There'll be a little bit of a break. Uh, speaking of that, we also want to mention we're going to we'll have a break with our Prep Relay podcast. We'll take a break for three weeks, and we will we will today will be our last podcast until January the 11th. Um, and we'll come back on January the 11th, and then we will carry you from January the 11th all the way through to May. We will not have a break in there from January the 11th all the way through May, and by that time, it'll be Leland's kind of years it'll be a little warmer then be a lot warmer um and uh we'll be out of the uh, the winter months and uh we'll be we'll be into the into the spring sports and that kind of stuff before you know it uh i've already seen on facebook i'm friend, facebook friends with scott johnson he used to be the coach at springdale he's now at uh well, the billies what are they the uh, monticello monticello he's uh, had his been working on his field and they've been out there taking ground balls and stuff and and uh Get a little while, while, you know, when they have a little, few little warm days, 60 degrees, Leland, you get the batting ball out there and start taking ground balls. I've seen uh, some teams. I drove by Greenwood last week, and it was not baseball weather at all. 
But the Bulldogs were out there. There you go. There you go. Got to get out there, take take some ground balls and get a few swings in, maybe maybe pitch a little bit. Um, so they, they're getting ready to crank up, and, and softball be doing the same thing. Also saw, Henry, where the athletic uh, softball and baseball, I'm not sure if it was softball and baseball, but I know baseball for sure, at Rogers is, is in contention for being one of the top facilities in the country. In the country. And if you've never been to see the complex at both Rogers High School and Rogers Heritage and how they have the baseball and softball complexes back-to-back, like they do at similar to Bentonville, except a little bit more cozy, a little bit closer um, in, in proximity to each other, um, i tell you what, uh, man, it makes you want to go back to high school um, and, uh, and, and maybe get to play on, on one of those fields. It's, they're beautiful. One of these days, when it's – it, the temperature will have to suffice for me to do it. But I'm going to pull off something. You'll pull off the I, double? No. Do double play? What, oh. what I want to do is cover a baseball game at Rogers High School's baseball field while sitting up there at the football press box. I've done it. That I is did it at Heritage. I did it at Heritage. I did it at Heritage. Yeah. Uh, the 6A state softball tournament last year, uh, I, I covered a game from the press box on the football field, looking into the softball field at Rogers Heritage, and you can do the same thing at Rogers High School. It's like, it's like, being, it's like being in a luxury box. Yeah, I mean, I was outside. I was outside, uh, so I'm sitting out on the, a little, the walkway. But I had my lawn chair. Leland, this is no lie. I had my lawn chair sitting out there, and I'm covering the state six A softball tournament. From now, the hospitality room, Henry was right, right there. I mean, I had to guard it. I mean, somebody exactly. had to guard the hospitality room. And so I took on, took one for the team, and I said, I'll do it, and I'll cover the game right from here. Got my binoculars out, you know, because I, I can barely see five feet ahead of me without some kind of help. But anyway, that was awesome. That was awesome. That's, you need to do that. That was awesome. Yeah, and, and already you brought up hospitality room. Yeah. Uh, I have to bring this up. Friday night at Pea Ridge, I know – Sooner get into the arena, have someone pat me on the back, and it's Trent Lloyd. And he says, we got a tagging in the hospital. Oh, I said, you man. won me. See? But, see, I'm going to tell you a little story, and Leland's <laughs> going to know this, too. Leland, Trent Lloyd is the son of who, Leland? Randy Lloyd. Who coached well, basketball for how many years, Leland? Uh, 27. Who knows hospitality rooms better than anybody, Leland? That would be Coach Lloyd. Trent knows how to put on a tournament, and he knows who to take care of, okay? He knows how that works. The river, I know we've got some good schools up here that do that, but nobody puts on hospitality like the River Valley schools, and I know that because I spent five years down there, and you've never had hospitality food until you've gone to games or tournaments in Mansfield or in Hackett or at what used to be Fort Smith Christian School over there in Fort Smith or Van Buren or the mecca of hospitality, Alma. Okay, I'm just saying. You know, well, and you know, one of the best ones I've ever been to was Johnson County West. Side. Oh, I, I could see that. The small, I mean, usually, home, usually the home, smaller the better. Yep, homemade uh, coconut cream pies. There you go. That, there you that go. was still warm. So you want to get good coverage from the <laughs> from the Gazette? <laughs> have a good hospitality. Have a good hospitality room. That's what's going to get you good coverage. It's, I'm just saying it's definitely time to steal one of those lines we always hear during this time 
of the season. Yeah. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There you go. I'm just, and I'm going to use a field of dreams. If you cook it, we will come. There you go. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, Leland, I'm going to miss you for a couple of weeks. We're gonna, I'm not going to get to see that Leland, Leland's face there for a couple of weeks uh, and uh, while we take a little break. But we will be back um, with the Prep Rally podcast again January the 11th. We're going to take a little holiday time, and, uh, and we'll be back on January the 11th. We also want to thank Spencer Tyree. He's our producer um, for the podcast every week. and does such a great job with that and all the multimedia that he does for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. also want to thank all of our... Uh, Reporters Rick Fires, Paul Boyd, Al Gaspany, Ethan Westerman, Harold McElvain, Walter Woody, uh, photographers Hank Layton and, and uh, 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 Brent Soleil, who's done a great job with our football uh, photos this year. Uh, we want to thank the, the, uh, the design desk in Little Rock for, for uh, handling the ton and volume of, of content. Frankie Frisco and his, his group down there. Um, for working with us and uh, Leland, particularly you and the, and you and Brennan, the real brains of the operation, Brennan Barclay, we know that. Uh, and if you didn't get a chance to see the the incredible video that Brennan got from the six A state championship game, um, I'm sorry, the five A state championship game down in Little Rock, uh, I, I'm putting in a petition with the AAA Henry that all games be played on Saturday afternoons. I don't care if we have to take uh, a year to play football games. They should all be played on Saturday. So, but, and the sun has to be out, and it has to be – I'm sorry, Lena. It has to be 65 degrees, 55 to 60 degrees minimum, and then we'd get great photos. I'm putting in a, a recommendation for that right now. That, that will work for me. You know, I've mentioned before on the podcast, you know, because some of these schools have to play a Saturday afternoon game, Move the semifinals to Saturday oh, afternoon because yeah. you do, you're not bumped with the the Razorbacks. Because you're talking about the Saturday after Thanksgiving, right? Right. Because they played their game on Friday. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, you can take your time to if you need to travel. You've got the time to travel over there. You can stay yeah. overnight somewhere and yeah. stuff like that. I like that. I like that. I do like that. Uh, afternoon games are the best to me. The photos are just awesome when you have the great sunshine out there and, and uh, great video and, and – uh, so anyway, that's a, I think we need to put together a petition, and uh, and we need to get signatures on that, and we'll present that. How about that? That'll work for me. How about that? So Leland, you have anything else to add before we close this uh, 2022 edition of the podcast? All I can say is Merry Christmas to you guys and everybody that helps us the the schools, the coaches, the athletes because it is uh, you know we've seen sometimes how difficult it is to cover you know some of the stuff that goes on in college. These coaches and administrators in our area for high school sports, well, they just they make our our job and our, and this yeah. just covering this so much fun. Yeah, they do. So for everyone involved in the Prep Rally podcast and the coverage of sports in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette and in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, I also want to mention before I forget this, thanks to Rex Nelson and, and, and that crew for the Friday night show that they host and all of us guys call in. I want to mention that as well. Um, and all that Rex does for high school football in the state with his poll and things like that. We want to put a special shout-out for him, too. Um, and just anybody involved in high school athletics, we, we appreciate what, what you do, and uh, it does not go uh, unnoticed. Uh, so for Henry Apple, for Leland Barclay, for Rick Fires and Paul Boyd, who are not here today, I'm Chip Souza. Thanks for listening to the Prep Rally Podcast. We will be back here January the 11th. 
The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.